Question for you. Are we allowed to say the correct word penis or what do we say? Yeah, pe- penis. That's fine. I mean, okay. I get guys that come in and see me and say all sorts of words. I've had a lot of people ask me why I started a podcast in a world with millions of them. My answer is found in the title. Things men don't talk about. It's that simple. As an avid podcast listener and a media person, it was obvious to me that there was a need for a show in which men could discuss male issues with each other in a safe space. My tipping point came when I almost died from an enlarged prostate. Because I myself wasn't communicating with my male friends or my doctor about the embarrassing symptoms and my own hope that they would go away. Well, I found myself in the emergency room. So I felt it was important that men start talking about issues solely related to men, which does not begin and end with Viagra stories. This episode, I speak with my urologist, Dr. Patel, about how to talk to our buddies about such personal issues that even discussed over beer could save your life. This is Things Men Don't Talk About. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Said I got to say something, baby, hand me the mic. I said I got to say something. Baby, uh, Dr. Patel, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm good, Brad. I'm great, actually. How are you? I'm doing good. So I'm so glad uh, we are talking because, as I have said, this is the reason why I started this podcast is because of men's health and my own men's health. Um, and, and that's where I literally almost, almost died. Let's go ahead and say it because of my penis. Um, <laughs> but, but, but you, I think you said perfectly, guys call it other names. What, what you said, some guys call it what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, so, you know, medically, you know, obviously we call it the penis and then some guys refer to it as your junk, the dick. I've heard, uh, you know, my meat, uh, you know, you name it, you have the slang word for it. I've heard it all. And, uh, and I've heard my bosses and my attendings when I trained, you know, you just got to talk to people the way they understand Right. And that's the big part there. No matter what you call it, you got to take care of it, but not in the way of manscaping. It's what goes on with your prostate. And the big part is, is that men do not talk to other men about their personal health, especially when it comes to our prostate and our penises. Um, And it's kind of weird and everyone feels uncomfortable, but we got to do that. And so uh, my short story very quickly is that my prostate, I guess, swollen up and closed up on me, right? Because I couldn't pee and I was retaining a lot of fluid, a lot of urine and everything that actually almost killed me because they said my my bladder was expanding and a little bit more, it would have it would have burst because it was so full or I would have had a kidney shut down, all kinds of stuff. So, and that's because I wasn't relaying to my male friends or, or even talking to the doctor going, I can't pee. Um, or it hurts when I do, what's going on? And it's funny that after I talk about this, I hear more men asking me, going, hey, Brad, uh, I got a slow drip. What should I do? It's great, <laughs> I, you know? So Dr. Patel, let's talk about first what the prostate is and, and then again, how dangerous it is by ignoring the symptoms and things like I did. Yeah, so so in general, you know, the prostate is a gland, you know, for mostly all men that are, are XY, normal anatomy, are born with this gland. Um, as we get older, it gets larger. It's usually the size of a walnut, right? So when you're in your 20s and 30s, you really don't 
notice anything about the prostate. The, the function of the prostate, it's interesting. It's really just to uh, secrete prostatic fluid so that when the sperm kind of get immersed in this prostatic fluid, they, they have the nutrients to stay alive and swim and do what they're supposed to do. Um, so, you know, obviously men can live without prostates, right? So the, the prostate itself doesn't serve any um, um, major sexual function other than, other than that. Um, however, you know, given its proximity to where it's located, you know, it, it does come with the risk of urinary issues and erection issues and the nerves that control all of that kind of run along and hug the prostate. So um, essentially, you know, that, that's really all I deal with on a regular basis is men's health and prostates and, and all sorts of things. Yeah. And, and so talking um, to other guys about it, I think we don't bring it up. And this is you tell me is because you said something very important there. And that is about erection or are we going to be still to have sex or something like that? If we, you know, talk about if we don't talk about this problem, we're going to have problems. But if we do, we feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable doing that. And so with that said, how do we get this conversation going? How do we say, dude, are you peeing OK? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, just, it's a private thing, right? It's a, it's a really private thing. Most guys dread coming to my office, right? And then I have guys that are kind of separated into different age groups. And I got my 80, 90 year olds that, you know, they just come because they have to. But then I got my prime group of guys that are between 45 to like 60 some years old. And, you know, nobody's used to talking about this, right? So I think there's a generation above me that um, has gone through life with this manlyhood and this masculine nature and you know men are men we kind of tough through times and we get through things and we're, we're kind of built for this and until there's a problem there's no reason to fix it yeah um, and that's that's the mentality that i deal with so the first thing is you know people just need to have a conversation with themselves you know do, do i have an issue like uh, may i have an issue that i don't know about and just kind of getting in and, and and talking to someone that knows uh the men's health yeah um so as we are talking, you know, with doctors, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, as you said, but we got to, we got to say the problem, right? We can't beat around the bush. And, and I mean, that's what goes on um, with men in the prostate. But you said something very interesting. We know about the older people, but you're starting to see younger people also start to get prostate problems. What, why is that? Yeah. So it, it could be multifactorial, right? For for me, you know, personally, my, my, my father had prostate cancer when he was 48 and uh, passed away when he was 50. And that's what made me become a urologist is the, the drive to help people with uh, prostate cancer or, you know, kind of just spread the word and kind of uh, the importance of screening. Um, the I think the, the younger people that I see now are more health conscious, I think. And, you know, we, we live in a, in a world where everything is at our fingertips, information's at our fingertips. Um, I think the younger population in their 30s and 40s are doing more talking about personal health. Um, so I, I see those guys trying to be a little proactive, um, which, is, which is great. Um, but, but the problems actually exist in the, in the older population, right? So the, the ones that aren't really proactive. And so I, I tell all my guys that come in, and they usually come in because their wives bring them in, or their daughters bring them in and their sons are out working somewhere, right? So we, we live in this world where, where, where men and women have this difference in um, culture and uh, capacity to deal with problems and, and most importantly, how to seek help to solve the problems. 
Okay, so let's go through with me. So again, I'm I'm open book. I know a lot of people are like, wow, I can't believe you're saying all this, Brad. But I, I'm saying yeah. it because I really want other men to talk about things we don't talk about. And this is this is the main reason right here. So with mine, it 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 swelled up and closed. What what really do you think brought that on? Because I I never really asked, like, oh, what what can I have done to avoid it? What could I have, you know, do to make sure it doesn't happen again? So like I mean, what was the reason, do you think, why that, that happened? Yeah, so again, as we as we all get older, starting at the age of 45, all of our prostates start getting larger, um, from a walnut to the size of a golf ball to some baseball. And I've even seen, like, you know, uh, potentially really large, the size of a, maybe like a, a basketball, right? So there, there's, there's huge prostates, there's normal prostates, but as they get bigger... Um, the urinary tract, it's basically a bladder that fills up with urine and you have to pee through the tunnel of the prostate to make it come out of your penis. Um, so as that prostate gets bigger, you kind of think of it as the tunnel getting smaller and smaller. Now, the symptoms that most men get are, you know, when you feel like you have to go to the bathroom, you have to go right away. Um, the stream gets a little weaker. Um, the urgency comes on right away. You're peeing more frequently waking up more at night to go to the bathroom. And, and, you know, this is not like all of a sudden, this is gradual. That's why, that's why men don't show up to my office right away. It's gradual. It comes on a little at a time. And, you know, like most men are, we learn to deal with it. We learn to kind of suck it up and kind of move on to the next day um, until it's too late. So these are the signs that happen. I ask every guy that walks through my door, whether they have any of these, some of them, some of them fess up and tell me that they do have a problem. Some of them, some of them, you know, push it off until it's really bad. Like where, where you were in, where yeah. you, know, you end up with a catheter or something. Yeah. And but, in, in the emergency room, which was again, um, not fun uh, at all, but I, I will say this. Um, okay. Let me, let me do something first. And that is addressing it to our male friends. What are some of the signs we should look at with our guys? We're sitting around and 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 we're seeing them maybe discomfort or something, and we kind of like going, "Hey, man, uh, have you had your prostate checked yet?" I mean, what's what's some signs we could do to help out our friends to say that might be the problem? Yeah, I mean, if you have a friend that's above fifty, then that should be an automatic question: Have you had your prostate checked? To you know, um, if you can, if you can't make it through a movie without getting up and going to the bathroom. Uh, Another another reason. So just you know how we go uh, stream of urine. It's funny because when I'm in the bathroom, uh, it's kind of like second nature to me. I'm just I'm just listening to other people pee around me, and I'm like, man, this guy's got a problem. This guy needs me. Uh, only if I could hand out my business card in the bathroom, you know. It's just uh, wait, it, doc, doc, hold on. That how well is that going to go over? You're sitting there going, hey, uh, by the way, as I've been listening to you, uh, here, please take my card and call me. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I did that once actually, but this guy had a really bad problem. Like it was like, it was like spray, drip, 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 like squeeze, drip, drip. I'm like, I'm like, man, you have a problem. Like if you don't know that you have a problem, you have a problem. Like just yeah. give me a call or find any urologist that you want. I mean, I don't, I'm not really looking to get business myself. I'm just like trying to help people. Yeah. You, you know what? You said something about, of course, constantly have to go to the bathroom. I feel that sometimes guys uh, think that because they've had beers They've been drinking a lot. It just means, oh, that's it. It's, it's you know, it's, of course, what broke the seal, as we like to say. That should not be the case, right? I mean, if that seal's been broken, we shouldn't be going to the bathroom that much after so many drinks and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, so so alcohol, caffeine, 
stimulants, they're, they're all diuretics, right? So it's kind of like taking a water pill for people that have blood pressure issues. So if you drink a beer, you're going to have to go to the bathroom more frequently. And, and, and that's okay. Um, the, the problem is when, you know, you're drinking a, a normal amount. And, and, and even if guys tell me, I just drink a lot of water, I drink a lot of water. I'm like, yeah, you know, everybody drinks a lot of water. Um, but if you're waking up at night to go to the bathroom, um, it usually starts with one time, right? So most people start with one time waking up at night, then it gets to two, then it gets worse to three or four. Um, and, and I'm always surprised as to the guys that I see that wake up four or five times at night to go to the bathroom. I mean, that's just not normal. So that's my number one question I ask everyone. Yeah. It's like, how many times do you get up at night to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Um, let's go to another thing too about how this, I, I feel my prostate problem actually might've caused my blood clots that actually, it made me end up in heart surgery. Um, for it. could that be possible where that could be a start for for other problems in your body uh having the prostate problem yeah I mean, it, it could get to that point i don't know if that was your case specifically yeah. but uh, in general um if you can't pee you know you can't get rid of the garbage right so our kidneys are basically um filtering all the bad things out of our body and our, our urine kind of excretes it and and if you can't do that you go into renal failure you can get a lot of other problems uh, with, with with kind of not emptying your bladder well. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, it is scary getting that catheter. But a lot of guys, probably mm -hmm. that's the thing. They're like, oh, they're trying to avoid it as much as they can. But I will say with new technology, new things now, it wasn't that bad getting the catheter. I mean, I'd be honest, I was a little worried, but you know what? But I'll tell you right now, once they got it in and all that was flowing out, Ooh, I lit a cigarette. I felt so good. I was like, man, yeah. this is heaven, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the thing of coming to see you. I think guys will really realize um, how much they have a retained water and how much relief they're going to have and, and how much is going to help. Um, so let's talk about some of the new technology um, that's going to help men and also make sure that people understand that it's not go. Well, wait, before I say that, um, I want to be correct on it that it's not going to interfere in certain ways if you get taken care of the right way with your sex. I think that's what a lot of people think about is that's what's going to happen. That's right. So, you know, in general, um, the first line of therapy is medications, right? So uh, there's a couple handful of medications for prostate issues and urinary issues. However, no matter what medication we take, there's always some side effects, whether we realize it or not. Um, and, and one of those side effects of medications is uh, blood pressure issues, erection issues, et cetera. Um, there are two procedures out in the market. Um, one is called the Eurolift. The other one's the Resume. Both of them have minimal to no sexual side effects, right? So like almost 0% sexual side effects. So it's not going to affect your erections. It's not going to affect how you ejaculate. It's not going to affect sensation down there. Um, and, and I think that's, that's probably the most popular one amongst the young guys that I see. And then, you know, when you go beyond that, um, it, the whole goal is to kind of open up that prostate channel. Like I mentioned that tunnel, uh, with that tunnel being small, you just got to open up that tunnel. So it's a wide open tunnel. And the only way to really do that, if it's a big prostate is to kind of remove some of that tissue. Uh, and you know, that comes with some, you know, minor sexual side effects, uh, such as when you ejaculate, you may not see anything coming out. We call it shooting blanks, you know, and, um, uh, uh, but, but other than that, uh, it doesn't affect erections. It shouldn't really affect kind of overall sexual health. Uh, but some guys, you know, it, it is an important kind of issue. And, and, you know, so I talked to him about all that and, yeah. uh, we kind of decide, individualize the care to what, what, what's important to you. Yeah. 
as I'm sitting here talking with you, uh, Dr. Patel, I'm giggling a little bit because you are not missing a beat. How in the world did you get into this? And I mean, I know you said because of your father, but you yeah. don't miss a beat. Talk, are you ever embarrassed about like talking about this? <laughs> you know, I was at the beginning. We do crazy things. And, you know, my access point to all uh, everything that I do surgically is your penis, right? So, so prostate, uh, I got to go through your penis. Bladder, I got to go through your penis. Kidney stones, I got to go through your penis. And, and, and it's funny, I, I know the newbies that come to my office because they've never been through it. And then I mention how I do it. And the look on their face is just... It's hundred percent every single time. Everyone's just like in shock as to how I do things, yeah. but you know, you get used to it, right? You get used to it, and um, I don't know. Like you said, we don't talk about this with our friends. We don't talk about this with our closest friends. We don't talk about it with our wives. Yeah. You know, we're embarrassed to talk about it with our wives, right? And and the only place you can talk about this is when you come to my office, and it's just me and you. Yeah, you said it right there. We don't even talk to our wives about this, and and they are one aspect of of our penis, um, you know, yeah. in a lot of different yeah. ways. And so um, as we, we get to it, and, and I want to spend more time with you, the conversation. So as we're having this, I'm being honest, I'm talking about it. Is it okay for more men to talk about it? Do you feel, I mean, as, as a doctor, do you feel, or should it be, just talk to it with your doctor. Don't bring it out to the, you know, front. No, I mean, I mean, that's, that's the issue, right? But I think you have to have the, the right friend, the right person um, to, to have that discussion with, because, you know, we've all, we've all grown up here. And it's like, if you mentioned this in college, or even, you know, now some friends will be like, Oh, my God, like, you know, what's wrong with you, and uh, etc. And some people will be understanding. So, but, but we need to kind of open up and talk more about men's health. See, women do it all the time. Right. So women talk about their periods. They talk about their like sex drive. They talk about postpartum stuff. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about much of much no. of anything. Um, yeah. So absolutely. We need to we need to kind of find our friends and kind of spread the word, so to speak, and, and, and yeah. open up. Yeah, because I am um, so amazed that I'm finding out more and more of friends who um, either had prostate cancer or are dealing with prostate cancer. And I never knew. And I thought, man, if they would have talked to me. Beforehand, they were saying what kind of problems they had. Maybe we could have prevented it. And that's the big part that, you know, you have talked about prevention and preventing is coming and seeing, you know, a urologist and, and getting that checkup um, because that's, again, uh, things that men don't talk about we have to do. Yeah. And, and again, it's not it's not that much, right? All it is is a blood test and you get a finger in the bottom to feel your prostate. Now, women get, you know, things stuck up their vagina that get pap smears on an annual basis since they were young. And, and here we are kind of making a big deal about a finger in the bottom and in a blood test, right? <laughs> yeah. that, that's really all it takes. Um, so, so absolutely. Screening, 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 important. I'm a huge uh, advocate of screening just because, you know, what happened with my father and what I see, right? Um, uh, people with family history of prostate cancer, black men, um, and kind of anyone that's above the age of 50, 55 has a high risk of uh, prostate cancer, right? It's just yeah. one of those things that without checking, you'll never know. Right. And as you said, just it's very easy to do. It only takes what I think the, the wait times in the waiting room. Uh, <laughs> that That's it. Um, and, and going forward. So let me ask you this. Um, what eventually will happen if you don't get it checked out? Yeah. So, so maybe nothing, right? So some, some guys may live their whole life, not have any issues. Um, but if you do get prostate cancer, that's 
clinically significant to, to potentially spread goes outside your prostate, goes to your lymph nodes, goes to your bones. Uh, and then when it gets to that point, you know, you, you can manage it, right? We have a lot of drugs these days, very expensive drugs, but we have a lot of drugs these days to help manage it, but there's no cure, right? Essentially, it's shortened your life and given you a, uh, a potential death sentence that you wouldn't have had, right? So and that, that's the most important part of screening for this cancer and any cancer um, out there. Well, I strongly suggest uh, men uh, to uh, go see your urologist. Um, so you can talk about your penis with someone who is very comfortable like you are, Dr. Patel. <laughs> 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 and, and again, and <laughs> I know I'm just laughing. So I'm thinking of you sitting in the bathroom or, or standing in the bathroom and just listen to someone pee. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know what, buddy? Uh, you seeing a urologist. And so, yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah. So, so we should say if someone is, approaches you in the bathroom, gentlemen, and, uh, you know, they kind of like said they're probably a urologist or letting you know that, hey, you need to go see a doctor, uh, which is, <laughs> which is important there. And, and again, I, I'll, I'll say, and I have no problem saying that. I know you've been putting me through tests to make sure that I am continuing to uh, to to pee right. But I know, as you said, as I get older, I'm probably going to have to have the operation uh, to open it up, which again, no side effects, but it's going to help me be healthier, live longer, and, and again, um, hopefully prevent any prostate cancer that, that happens and that's getting checked up. Yeah. And, th and that's the other thing is that, you know, uh, prostate cancer is different than urinary issues because of an enlarged prostate, right? So prostate cancer has no symptoms. Just because you have a big prostate doesn't necessarily mean you have cancer. Um, however, you can have a small prostate and cancer. You can have a big prostate and cancer. So two separate issues. But when you see me or when, when, when I kind of see someone in the office, I kind of work it all up. So my, my goal is to, one, make sure you have no cancer. And then we kind of tackle all this other stuff that's easily fixable um, that you just got to kind of get into that headspace of allowing someone to touch yeah. your penis and go through your penis to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and, and so still at this age, I giggle because, you know, I, I know when people yeah. listen to this, this episode, there's going to be a lot of giggling and a lot of blushing and, and a lot of like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, you know, and 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 I will say, gentlemen, I I will not give you permission or um, Dr. Patel does not give you permission just to walk around and go look at my penis, look at my penis. No. <laughs> It's a doctor who should be looking at your penis. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I would, you know, the, the, I, I would lie to you if I didn't tell you that I was hanging out with a few buddies. And when I, my, my, one of my friends introduced me to one of his friends and he goes, hey, like, check this out. Like, you know, some, someone did something to me and literally on the street pulls his pants down and shows me his penis that when a, when a Moyle had circumcised him. He like left a little tag on his penis. He goes, oh, what do I do about this? I'm like, dude, we're out at a bar, like just drinking. Just like, just, just put that thing away. Like, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Does, does that happen to you? Do you? When people meet you, do you, do you let them know you are a urologist? Or do you just go, uh, this Dr. Patel? And they go, what type, what type of doctor are you? Oh, I'm a men's doctor. Or do you go, I'm a urologist? No, I tell them I'm a urologist. And as soon as I do, it's like, you, you'd be surprised as to what people open up about. And you know, we've been talking about prostates and prostate cancer and urinary issues, but, you know, sex, right? Sexual function, um, ejaculatory yeah. issues, um, uh, libido, uh, energy, like testosterone replacement, all these things, you know, I, I, I kind of deal with on a regular basis. And sometimes they all go hand in hand, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and, so and I like what you said there, and I know we got to wrap it up, but you said something that's very important, and that is. When you don't go and get that uh, prostate exam, you say you're taking blood and you're checking it. 
but also you're checking for other things too, because that plays a factor into it. I know you talked about my uh, my testosterone um, numbers, uh, which are very important um, to me uh, that need to be up, because you said that brings on sometimes the grumpy old men syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is why, you know, you go get this checked out and there's things that can be be done and stuff. Gallstones or stone, we pee those out, don't we? And 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 that's, or no, what happens with that very... Tell me. Yeah. So, so kidney stones. So kidney, kidney stones. stones are different yes. from gallstones. Yeah. So kidney stones, um, in Arizona, huge, huge uh, stone mecca, uh, just because of the dry weather. Uh, people don't drink enough water. So dehydration is the number one risk factor for kidney stones. They form up in the kidney, just like, you know, if a leaky faucet was just running on and on, and then you would get that calcification underneath that faucet, same thing in the kidneys. And then they kind of get bigger. And either you pee them out and you can thank God you peed it out or it gets stuck and you end up with the worst pain known to mankind. Uh, And that's when you end up in the ER. Okay. So how do we know when they get stuck? So if it gets stuck, it's going to get stuck higher up in the tubes that drain the kidneys. And it really just feels like someone is stabbing you in the back with a knife. You start getting nauseated. You start vomiting. Uh, If you get an infection that brews, you uh, will get fevers and chills and shakes. But when you get a kidney stone attack, you will know. There's no other other pain like it. (laughs) Okay. See, this is it. This is, uh, of course, uh, why we need to have the conversation on health and and ask these questions. And Dr. Patel, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for uh, taking the time out. And uh, again, as I said, this podcast was started because of uh, my penis. Um, and I wanted to talk with a urologist who definitely um, helped quite a bit. And I think that's where the talk is of everything we talk about men's health. Because, you know, we'll we'll talk about we've had a heart attack. Oh, my gosh, my heart. We'll talk about a broken arm. We'll talk about a full muscle. We'll talk about working out at the gym too hard. But we never talk about I can't pee or I'm having trouble peeing. I think that I was allowed to say penis more times than I probably ever will. <laughs> on podcast ever will be able to say penis and uh you know it is uh things men don't talk about yeah appreciate it brad thank you and then you know your, your penis is obviously in good hands but anyone else you know just go see a urologist and, and they will take care of you and if they don't just come find me thank you dr thanks for listening be sure to give the show a rating and don't forget to subscribe